right, welcome back, everybody. This is Sarcasm Speaks. Uh, Jared and Bob, but we're joined by a very special guest. Uh, Nick is here with us today. It's been a while. Uh, not not the first time, uh, not, the, not the second time, but, you know, I think the last time you were on, you were here, right? You sat in the living room on your phone, I think, when you uh, jumped in on the show for a little bit, at least. I, yeah, I was there. Yeah, I was there. Um, I think it was actually post masters. Um, we did that sounds about right. I remember doing it on my phone in the other room. So it was a post masters review. Yeah. The uneventful masters that we had this year. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's uh, always a pleasure. Glad glad to have you back. So I'm glad to be here. This uh we're going to, we'll kick this off with a little NFL football uh, general and also a little bit of gambling preview in there for you guys. And then we'll just kind of see where the wind takes us from there. So, Nick, uh, you had an idea for us before I hit the record button. I did. So I know you guys usually do your Sarcasm Speaks uh, weekly football pick pool you know, with, with the spread. And, um, I know it's usually, you know, not that it, very reasonable $5 a week. Um, I think we talked about this maybe last year about possibly doing like a season long, maybe win total pool as well. Mm-hmm. Um, now you can go about the, a couple ways, uh, either, you know, you take a dollar out of, out of everyone's $5 participating every single week, or, um, if you don't want to get people that, you know, towards the end of the year, they don't want to pay into it or whatever. Um, maybe at the beginning of the year, everyone just pays an additional $10 into a separate pool. That money stays there throughout the entire season. And then at the end of the year, you know, you pay out whatever, you know, winner takes all top two, however you go. So if, you know, you get 20 guys, 10 bucks a person, 200 bucks in the pot, you know, whatever you want to do with that. So I don't know, which is something else to, you know, a weekly thing and also season long, almost like fantasy. You know, you got fantasy season long or you have the weekly stuff. So, right. Right. Um, just an idea or thought, you know. Well, well, Nick, some some may call you a smart man because no, no one's ever called me a smart man. <laughs> You're thinking like me. That makes you smart, right? Because I'm smart. Yes. Uh, so this year, what we're actually going to do is it's going to be six bucks a week okay five dollars goes to the weekly um the win the weekly winner yeah. and then one dollar goes to the season long okay um because last year i did it as like a, a side pool because some of the guys like in the gym kept asking me and whatever i'm like all right well we'll just do like a side pool whatever yeah <clears throat> so this year it'll be six bucks a week you can you can still pick your weeks or whatever or a bunch of guys are going to pay up front and it'll be six times 18, whatever that is. Yeah. And then I'll just keep a spreadsheet where I know exactly who paid what and when. And then each week, if we have 15 to 18 people multiply that by five, that's what the week pays. Yeah. And then the season long will be the accumulation of all of those extra dollars. So, I mean, okay. theoretically, if someone does each week, that's 18 bucks a guy. And then if we get, you know, say, say it's a consistent 12. So 12 times 18, I don't know how to multiply by 12. 
And then whatever random straggler dollars that come into would be um, added to that pool. So it, it should be able to, it's almost like the FedEx cup where it's going to be super lucrative mm-hmm. to wh- whoever wins. So like last year, um, Chris, is it Steve? No, it was, it was uh, Chris, Chris F. Ah. Chris F uh, from the gym. He won like three or four weeks and yeah. the season long. So yeah, that's almost like 350 bucks. Yeah. No, I, uh, would it be winner take all? So the, the season long would be winner take all. Okay. It, I, I don't think it's not, it's not honestly, it's only going to be like 200. So yeah. I feel okay. like if you win the whole season, you should. Yeah. You should get a good payoff. Take it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't, I don't want this to start getting into like, you know, being. Cause, cause I don't even know what's six times 18, 64. It's, it's like 110 bucks. So it's two, like two sixteen, I think that is or something like that. One Oh eight. 108. So yeah, 110. So oh, like, I'm cool. glad and so, yeah, six times 18. And the guys that want to pay up front can do that. No problem. Um, the people that want to pay it week by week, cause that's better for them. Cool. Like I don't want this to start turning into like this big expensive thing. Cause then people start, not only does it start becoming like with the bullshit, cause yeah. there, there are a couple like wonky things like the tiebreakers, whatever. And then it's like, people are going to bitch about tiebreakers and it's like, mm-hmm. I don't, I, like I, I like doing it and I really, really don't mind doing it. I don't want this to be like this big, you know, super contest where it's like, I'm going to have people texting me outside the group being like, I don't like this because I, th-. no, dude, we're doing this for fucking fun. Yeah. yeah. And if, and if Chris F picks at 56% again, which was wild. Insane. I, I should have started just tailing hit. Well, no, we don't get, no, the, you, no, you we do have, get the results. Well, we get the get results the, after. I, I, yeah. Yeah, but once I, it closes. But can yeah, we but, see what other people have? I, I could. Th- I, th- I think. I don't. I think I. I definitely can because I can do. I can do whatever as the admin. Yeah. Um. I can't change anyone's picks, but um. I can see whatever I need. Well, yeah. Right. You can add. You can edit picks. Yeah, you can edit them. I, uh. I don't. I don't know if I can. Well, because I. Um, my uncle runs a pool through pool host as well. And yeah. he's, he's able to go in and edit picks after the deadline. Now that, oh. that that's for a survival pool. So I don't know if that's different than like a weekly pick them, but for survival yeah, pool, that. survival pool, he's able, like, if you forget to put in your pick, he can put it in. Oh, late. okay. Yeah. That might be a little, because I think when the, when the deadline goes, it's like it an locks hour, it in. it's an hour before kickoff or something. Yeah. It locks. I think it locks in at kickoff. Yeah, I've been on my phone at twelve fifty eight trying to get the thing in before. Yeah, <laughs> we've all we've all been there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that that'll be the only difference this year is the season long will be a little more. You know, they'll be a little more worth it, and yeah. um, yeah. I mean, actually, that's it. And you're not, and, and for the most part, you're not really completely out of it either i mean maybe maybe towards like the end like the last three weeks but most people you can you know yeah no, there's I mean, a lot of ups and downs because yeah because i mean so he throttled all of us last year like it really it really yeah. wasn't fucking close well yeah. he hit it um, almost 57 percent. it's in which is insane which is yeah if anyone knows anything about sports gambling that's that's literally unheard of he would have killed it he would have fucking killed a bookie if that was him but oh yeah, yeah. um he so he so he throttled us, but it's not uncommon for someone to go 
in a in a 18 game uh no it would be a 16 game pick set yeah it's not uncommon for someone to go 13 and 3 and follow it up with 3 and 13 exactly yep. yeah 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 i had one week last year i think i only got three or four wins but yeah. i was I, I feel like i was pretty consistent last year i think i did well like overall you, were, you did do well you were always at the you were at the top of the list towards the end like when it came to season total i think i hit at like 54 percent or 53 but then I remember it because there was someone that was better than me. I think I finished third because I think Chris hit 57. Someone else hit maybe 54 and maybe I was at 52. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how it broke down. Uh, I forget who was kind of in it at the end. Um, I could probably go back and look. But... Yeah, I thought I thought crazy Steve. Oh, degenerate Steve. Well, yeah, no, there's, Steve. there's three Steves in there. Okay. Oh. But yeah. Because degenerate Steve is not the kid's father that you did you meet him at Twin River one time? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's not degenerate Steve. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we can get some more Steves on board, make it more confusing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then any listeners that want in, feel free. Uh hit us up. You can jump in. It's six bucks a week. Here you go. You just got it. Or Pay up front, 108 bucks for the whole season. You're good to go. You don't have to worry about it every week. You just have to remember to get your picks in. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Because I'm not I'm not doing that anymore. If someone pays for the season, they are in and you don't pick, you don't pick. Yep. Right. Right. Tell your friends too. Yeah. Tell your friends. Tell you, tell you all your all your pets, whatever. Relatives. Tell them all. Yeah. <laughs> Co-workers. Leo needs a pick set. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So what what did we have? I think, I think all together we had like what twenty two people that did that participated at least one week. Like there were twenty two accounts. There was probably, but I think yeah. there was like fourteen. I don't think we. That did I don't think we week. ever had less than fifteen. Okay. Okay. And I think we were we probably averaged eighteen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, if we get that to like twenty five, like that's it's just more money for people to win. Exactly. No, can't win if you don't play. <laughs> this is true. Uh, all right. So yeah, look, look, uh, keep an eye out for the uh, Sarcasm Speaks weekly NFL pick and pool, which is going to come out this week. Soon. Yeah. Right. This week is the yeah, first um, week. This is week. I'll probably, tech, I'll probably shoot out the bat signal tomorrow. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Especially if it's going to fucking rain. All yeah. Day. I was, was going to go to the fucking golf course on a rainy day where we got nothing else to do. <laughs> And it's like, I don't play in the rain by choice, but Tuesday, I don't think I get the fucking choice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's, uh, let's kick this off here with the NFL 2022 uh, season preview here. So we'll, we'll take a peek at whatever you guys think is going to happen for the year. Uh, give me some of your best bets, uh, what you really like. Um, we can, uh, you know, we can grease the tracks here. And uh, keep it real simple, and uh, talk about the two the two home teams first, and how we think are, they're going to do. Um, so, you're Nick, you're the yep. the away team technically. So we can start with the 49ers. <laughs> All right, if we want to start with the 49ers. So, I mean, it, it's pretty plain and simple with the 49ers. It all hinges on the play of uh, Trey Lance and what the hell he can actually produce at the NFL level. 
I don't know what that could be. It, it's still a question mark to me. I mean, I don't pay attention to the preseason or like, you know, the, the camp hype because a lot of that just, it goes to wash after week two. Well, yeah. Everyone um, thought Jarrett Stidham was the next Tom Brady after yeah. the preseason, like two here, years ago. <laughs> yeah. Here we, yeah. It's like, here we go. Stiddy. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the thing with the Niners is like, they probably have top to bottom, like take the quarterback out of it, the most talented roster in the NFL. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a few out there. I'd say the Chargers are up there, yep. Bills, a um, couple other teams too. But as far as talent, both sides of the ball, they are very, very well balanced. It just comes down to the quarterback play. I mean, you know, two years ago, you look at it, you know, I still, you know, they should have won that Super Bowl, but they lost it because of the quarterback and coach as well, but mostly the quarterback. You ask him, all you had to do was have him make one play, one play, couldn't do it, you know, and, um, and that's why they, they, you know, they've always been every single year you hear their name being brought up when it came to Tom Brady or, you know, years ago, Peyton Manning, like they've always wanted that guy and they made a huge investment in Trey Lance. And I just hope it pays off because it doesn't, uh, the amount of draft capital that you lost, like, you you know, all this talent that you had built around him it goes to shit if he doesn't pay off. So right. you, you're looking at either a Robert Griffin, the third scenario when the Redskins traded a bunch of stuff for him and then it did nothing yeah. or, you know, um, like a uh, shit who was uh, like uh, the chargers, right? Did, did they trade a fuck ton? No, it was the Eagles. Mm. The Eagles traded for Jalen hurts. They traded a bunch for Jalen hurts. Did they? I think so. I don't know. There was a, there was some other big quarterback trade that I think ended up or some like draft pick trade. Yeah. But I, I know what you mean. Like it's, yeah. you, you don't want to end up like the Redskins after no. RG three. No, <laughs> I, I mean, RG three is a little different. RG three had success, tore his knee up and then Mike yeah. Shanahan ruined. Right. Um, you know, this is a guy like, again, he was the third overall pick. So he was the third quarterback off the board. Right. You still, you still gave up two first and your first that year. So technically three first round picks. Yeah. And, you know, I think it was another third, a uh, second and a third future, whatever, like, like one of the biggest trades ever for a guy that hadn't even played it down in the NFL. So it's just, it's one of these things where it's like, he needs to pay off where you're screwed. Like, I'm not saying he needs to come in and be, you know, second year Mahomes and be the MVP of the league, but I feel like he needs to at least be top 10, top 15. And if he's that, if he's that, your team is in great shape to possibly be a top four team, top two team in the conference, and then top four team overall. Yeah, I think so so as well. I think a lot of times people conflate um, fantasy with reality and not, (laughs) and in more ways than one, I guess, right? Yeah. (laughs) But but when it comes to fantasy football, right? If someone's a good fantasy player, they think they might necessarily be better than they really are. So mm-hmm. from a fantasy perspective, I think Trey Lance is going to be great, right? Because he he's a run, he's a running quarterback. He can exactly. run, he can throw, he's going to rack up a lot of fantasy points. Well, that perfect, doesn't necessarily equate to wins for the team, right? A, per, like that, a, per, a, a perfect example of that is this guy that we just mentioned, Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Jalen Jalen Hurts finished, I think, as a top five <laughs> fantasy quarterback last year. But if you look at what the Eagles did on paper, they had like, I think a a bottom third or bottom quarter, whatever it is, passing game. 
But right. because Jalen Hurts was able to rush for a ton of yards, you know, yeah. he was able to be a top five fantasy quarterback. But that doesn't translate to uh, whatever they had a nine and eight record and then losing in the first round in the playoffs. Right. So, you know, it, it, there is definitely people have misperceptions uh, of fantasy versus reality. Right. Because so. you look at someone like Tom Brady. Yeah. And not a good fantasy quarterback, but no, you can't argue with the results. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like he's got seven fucking rings. So yep. it's, I, that's what I mean. Like, I feel like people sometimes get a little bit ahead of themselves. Cause I've heard a lot of people say like, Oh, Trey Lance is going to be great. And yeah. It's like, well, you don't know that he's going to be great. No, no one knows what Trey Lance is. No, I mean, like we, the, we, the coaching staff doesn't even know what he is. Right. Like no. they, they, like no one knows until he gets out there. Yeah. You can be so. pretty sure that he's going to be good in fantasy, but I don't know how good he's going to be on the field. Yeah. So, so he's set up for success. So we'll see. I mean, if he fails, then it's, it, it's another long road, you know, it's back, it's back, you know, it sets your franchise back anywhere from five to 10 years if, if he fails, because you've lost all that capital to try to rebuild. Yeah. So, yeah, you'd have to go out and, you know, sign a guy to a, $25, $30 million a year deal. Like the last guy you had. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that they and just re they just restructured and ripped yeah, up his contract. And a, and a lot of me, and a lot of people are making a big deal about that too. They think that they restructured because Lance, they don't think Lance is ready. That may be the case. I sure as hell don't know, but I mean, there was other factors that played into that. It's like, they didn't want to cut him. I, I think that that was the yeah. big thing is they didn't want to cut him because they thought he still had whatever value left he has. I mean, at this point, what are you going to get? A conditional seventh round pick? I right. mean, he, he's worth nothing because it's the last year of his deal. But I mean, there's team like they thought maybe Cleveland might jump on him because of the Deshaun Watson thing. Or maybe I think they heard the Jets might have been involved if Wilson was down for longer than his injury stated. Mm -hmm. So um, there's like they didn't the one team they don't want him to go to, which I, you know, who cares is Seattle for whatever reason. I don't yeah. know if it's just because you play the team two times a year, but they didn't want him going to Seattle. So that's why they kept him on the roster at mid, like a minimal. I mean, it's, it, they say he's the highest paid backup in the league, but still that doesn't say much when your starters making 25, 30. And yeah. um, uh, I think uh, Bart Breyer was saying on the radio the other day, um, another factor that played into this was the starting quarterback. If the starting quarterback is making less money, then the backup, sometimes that can, you know, the locker room can kind of stir things up. So I think that played into it too, is that they wanted him making less than Lance. So, yeah, um, you know, a couple of factors played into it. I, I'm not worried about it. I mean, you know how I feel about Garoppolo. He fucking sucks. I mean, I, <laughs> I, you know, I, I say that about every single quarterback that comes to the San Francisco 49ers. It's like Alex Smith. I, you know, I hope. CJ you know, Beathard. Yeah. What do you mean? You didn't like CJ Beathard? Well, no, not, not, not guys like or that. Nick I'm, Mullins. I'm talking about guys that they've invested in like agent, like uh, Alex Smith with the first overall pick. You know, I, I still, yeah. I still say it's one of the worst things ever because you could have had Rogers and then, uh, and then you pay all this money to Garoppolo. He doesn't pay off in the Super Bowl. So, uh, you know, I got just guys that can't make plays for me. Like, like they're not both guys, Smith and Garoppolo. You had to just be a game manager. Maybe they ask you to make one play and you couldn't make it. Like at that point, it's like, get out. 
just just finding someone that can make one play and and i'm hoping lance is the guy yeah so i think he might be i think i think he's like i don't i don't think he's gonna you know blow the doors off like i don't think he's gonna be cam newton um but i think he'll be he'll be you know at least half decent so that uh that brings us to the other home team uh the new england fucking patriots so scratch well how do you think uh how do you think these cocksuckers are going to do this year banner seven baby (laughs) they might not even make the playoffs this year uh i don't think they're a playoff team yeah i don't think so either i think under eight and a half wins because i think it lands on eight i was going to ask you about that so the patriots win total so again, uh, shout out to mybookie.com. Uh, use the promo code SarcasmPod when you sign up. Double your first deposit up to a thousand bucks. Any of these bets you want to place or you want to fade us, you're probably better off fading us. Um, you can get all that done at mybookie.com. So. Now I don't. Now I do think that they can probably steal a few. I think it like it, it whether they get eight or nine really is going to depend on Miami. If right. they split with Miami, it's going to be still closer. Um, I mean, they've been split with Miami for a long time. Though. I think they went 0 2 against Miami last year. They did so. last Last year was the first time in for like before Brady, they split. Yeah. yeah. So if Miami's a split, the Jets are should be two wins. Who the fuck even knows? Uh, do, we, do, we, do we want to quickly run down the uh, 17 game schedule? I'm not going to go in order, but I can tell you. So Buffalo's two losses. I get it. Well, I got it right here. I was going to say, I got it here too. The Dolphins from week one, we'll call that a loss because it's in Miami. So uh, at the Steelers in week two, that should be a win. Should be a win. So you're looking at one and one. At home against the Ravens, that's probably a loss. Yeah, it should be. Um, In Green Bay. That's a loss. Should be a loss. Well, let, let's let make we we have to make sure that you know the first four games. Patriots are still in preseason mode. For don't forget about that. <laughs> yeah, what so is the, that? that's the one se- and three. The season that's doesn't start till week five. So that's one and three. So in week five, they're home against the Lions. That's, that's a, win. a win. So then they go to Cleveland and Jacoby Brissett. So that should be a that win. Should be a win. Should be. It should be a win. <laughs> this is this is also should. So we should be three and three going into week seven where we're home. We're hosting the Bears, which, Monday Night Football. which is a wild. which is a win. Like, let's be real. The Bears are fucking terrible. Nikos, who's been a lifelong Bears fan, has renounced his fucking fandom and joined the Lions kingdom. It's the, so it's the Nikhil Harry revenge game. That's that tells you as much about the state of the Chicago Bears that that they Nikos awful, Nikos is now a Lions fan. So <clears> there awful. we go. So we're four and seven. <laughs> going into week eight at the jets should be a win so five and three five and three home against the colts that's a loss should i think the colts are pretty good more likely than not a loss um so you're week, five so you're five, five and four, four. going, going five into and the four bye. and then you get a buy in week 10 coming out of the buy you're home against the jets that's a win six um this is where it gets interesting at minnesota i feel like that's a coin flip that's, game that's a loss <laughs> That's 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 gonna on, be a loss. That's Thanksgiving night. That is a loss. All right. So let's call that a loss. Um six and home. Five. That's so yeah, six and five. Home against the Bills. Six and six. On Thursday night. That's loss. uh 
Well, we're, we're, I don't, we're not getting, so, the, we're okay. not getting the wind game again. So I, do you, do you remember the two games that were not affected by weather? No, no, no. I'm not talking about weather. So hear me out. So in week 12, they play on Thanksgiving, right? So right. the following week they play against the bills on a Thursday. So the bills are probably going to be coming off of a short week and the Pats are on seven days. I'm just saying, I'm just, I throwing. think, the, um, I think the bills I, could play the Rams the day before they could play on, they could play the right. I, th- I think that I think the bills are playing the lions on Thanksgiving. So they both have the same amount of rest. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's a loss then. No, it was Yeah. Truthfully, they could play the Rams on Wednesday and still walk <laughs> in and beat the Patriots on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> do, you re- do, do you actually remember the, the playoff game, the playoff the game and the, the last game of the year? Or the last meeting of the year where they didn't punt the ball at all. Yeah. Yeah. They it was, it couldn't was stop them. Yeah. And they couldn't do anything. Either. It was, how do you like your coffee? Oh, okay. I'll go get that for you. <laughs> Fucking a. All uh, right. So six and six after that bills game. Yep. And then week 14, we're in Arizona. I think that's a win. I think we should be able to beat the Cardinals, but that's a coin flip. That's yeah. So let's call it a win. So that's seven and six. Then we go to Vegas. Loss. Should be a loss. And I don't think it'll be particularly close. I agree. I think that should be a loss. Seven um, and seven. Seven and seven. Then we're home against the Bengals. That's a loss. Should be a loss. Assuming everyone seven on and the eight. Bengals is healthy. Oh, we're on to Cincinnati. Yeah. <laughs> seven and eight. Uh, seven and eight going into Dolphins at home. We'll call that a win. So that's eight and eight. And then week 18 in Buffalo, that is 1,000% a loss. Assuming it's both teams at full strength. Right. Yeah, if Buffalo, Buffalo rests everyone. Them. Yeah. So you're they, looking at eight and nine or nine and eight. Yeah. So I, I truly think I like – so it should be eight and nine. I don't know. That Buffalo game's a huge, huge if because they could play nobody. Yeah. Um. And then they win and it goes nine to eight. That's why I will not be betting the season. Well, that's not although knowing Sean McDermott and how much of a cocksucker he is, I wouldn't put it past him to play his starters in week 18. I guess it depends because what what is it? The one seed is the only the one seed, seed gets, gets a buy. Okay. So if Buffalo so if two, is the if is the ones if Buffalo is play, the one seed, they'll play. everyone's everyone's playing and we get at throttled. least at least three quarters, I would assume. Yeah. yeah. But if they're the two, then I don't see anybody playing. Like if they have to play the following week, I could yeah. see no one really playing. I mean, I don't, I don't really see anyone contesting Buffalo for the one seed. I think, I think it's theirs to lose because I think the AFC West, everyone's going to be beating each other up. I don't think you're going to have someone coming out of that division thirteen and four. Yeah, um, but the North is. The, the North, North is tough. I think I got a think- potential hot take brewing about the West, but I'll get to that when we get to it. So I think the, the West and North are going to be canceling each other out because they're just going to beat each other up. And, and I, I, think- I actually think Baltimore comes out of the North. I do too. I think since you're going to see Cincinnati regress, it's going to be yeah. that Super Bowl loss hangover team. Yeah. And it's, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Cincinnati misses the playoffs. I expect them to be a wild card team. Yeah. yeah. I agree with um, that. And then with the, with the North back in the day, and it's like, you know, the, some of the coaches are still the same and the teams have moved around, whatever. It's like, it's always been dogfights. Like no yes. matter how bad Pittsburgh is, they usually compete. Yep. Um, and I don't know what they're doing with Mitch, but if they just get him to just 
game play. Like I don't even, I don't manage might even be too more than what they need, but like just not fuck up. Just yeah. be better than Ben Roethlisberger last year, which is that's equal, a very no, low equal. fucking. He can bar. be equal to it. They went, they made the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, but the, he he was he was he was very risky throwing out there. He had no business being on the football. But field. I also yeah. I think they'll play. <laughs> I think their their position players will be better than they were last year. Like Najee Harris did not really do a lot last year. He should be pretty good this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my my running back in fantasy. That's why I, I took him number yeah. one overall. Um. So, yeah, I mean, but you know, so now the the cynic in me, the the Patriots should go eight and nine. They might sneak a nine out of Buffalo with it being goofy, whatever. And then I actually think in my head they either knock off the Ravens at home or Green Bay for no reason at all, and they <laughs> leave like there's, like there's no rhyme or reason. There's no matchup that makes any sense, but for some reason, because those games are big games. They knock one of them off, and then you listen and to the sports it, hub. They're going to be going to the Super Bowl, like you heard it last year. <laughs> yeah, and then what'll happen is they'll probably be playing pretty well going into Minnesota, and Minnesota will just fucking throttle them. Like they will have no answer for uh, yeah Justin Jefferson. Yeah, no. If Dalvin, Dalvin if Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson are both healthy when they play that game. It's not, it's not even going to be close. for as good as Justin Jefferson is too. And for him to for him to sit there and be like, man, I really love the offense right now. That is <laughs> terrifying. Yeah. That, yeah. Is, yeah. that is scary to Minnesota. I think Minnesota, I mean, not saying it's a, a hot take, but I think Minnesota might take that the NFC North this year. They should um, be, they should honestly be, if they're not the favorite, they should be. Green Bay, Green Bay is still going to be the favorite because of Rodgers, but I think Minnesota will pro. I think Minnesota takes that division. Did anyone so, pay attention to the fact that Devontae Adams just left? I agree. <clears throat> I agree with what you said, and I actually have money on this right now. So that I have a whole list of like things that I bet on and things I like. Some talking points here. Uh, one of them was the Vikings win the NFC North. I got them. What'd you get? Uh, plus one twenty. Plus two seventy. What the fuck? Really? Yep. MyBookie.com. Run now. Do it. <laughs> Hit it. Plus 270 for the Minnesota Vikings to win the NFC North. Really? <clears throat> yep. Yeah. I mean, uh, Packers is still the bet, but I, I you know, Minnesota. Why? Think- what is what is it about Green Bay that's makes like Rodgers the quarterback? It's, I, yeah. it's got it's got to be Rod. Their defense is very good too. Were they good last year? They were. I mean, I don't know how they were rank wise, but. They have, they have some, some good young cornerbacks. Yeah, they have a very good defense, and um, they're saying that was it that, Jair Alexander? I think yeah, is yeah. it one of the cornerbacks that's fucking nasty. Yeah, yeah they're, they're thinking their defense going to be the strength of that team. Which and they, you know, they added Quay Walker. Yep. So who some people think might be the defensive rookie of the year. Sup, Ian. Shout out to Ian. <laughs> uh. What am I looking for? Divisions, NFC divisions. Do I really want to tie this up? Yeah, it's dude, they're minus 191, the Green Bay Packers. Am yeah. I, I I'm missing something there? Holy shit. Yeah, so, I don't I don't know. So, I, I don't know if it has something to do with the schedules. Like if Green Bay has a really easy schedule. Well, they shouldn't because they finished first in the division. So. Yeah, there's only yeah. one game that they should have different amongst them. Uh no, three games. Sorry. Yeah. 
the two and it, it'll line up with an AFC team and then the two division winners. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to be playing Tampa. They're going to be playing LA. I don't know what division they play this year. Yeah. So it would be Dallas, LA and uh, and Tampa. Those were the division winners, right? Correct. Did Dallas win the division or did Philly? I thought Dallas. I think Philly won. Oh, yeah. No, it was Dax. Dak wasn't out this past year. It was two years ago. So I know they um, both. No, yeah. I think Philly was a wild card. Okay. Yeah. Cause they played Tampa. So they were probably the seven seed. Yeah. That checks out. So. That's one of my one of my picks um, is the the Vikings to come out of the north. The other one that I have now that we've you know we're, we're done talking about our home teams here. Um, I like the Eagles out of the NFC East. I think the Eagles are primed to be very fucking good this year. I think their defense is. I think their defense got a lot better. Um, it was already pretty good, uh, and it got better. They drafted Jordan Davis, who I think was a steal at the 22nd overall pick. Uh, now I'm not a I'm not a fucking NFL analyst, obviously, but I've seen videos of him literally throwing NFL offensive linemen around. So it's like, it's one thing to do that in college, right? Cause he's whatever, six, nine, like three thirty. But when you do that in the NFL, like that's, that's some serious shit. Like that's, pr- that's pretty good. So I think Jordan Davis is, is really fucking good. He has the potential to add a ton to that line that already has Fletcher Cox on it and Brandon Graham. And then less important, but still additions. They added Hassan Reddick who like, he's fine. But, I mean, he's a decent linebacker, at least. They also picked up James Bradbury um, after he got cut, and they just traded for C.J. Gardner-Johnson from New Orleans, who is a pretty solid safety. And they already have Darius Slay, who's very good. Um, Yeah, I would put him flirting in the top 10 of best corners in the league. But, you know, so so let's call him a solid top 15 corner in the league. Um, So he's very good. And I just, I think their defense is great. And then you go to their offense and everything is set up for Jalen hurts. Similar to Nick, what you said earlier about Trey Lance, like this is a make it or break it year for Jalen hurts. Exactly. Jalen hurts could come out this year and absolutely light the world on fire, or he could fall flat on his face. And we know he sucks and he's not going to be a good quarterback. Um, They got AJ Brown who's fucking, he's nasty, he's huge, he's a monster. Like, you just gave Jalen Hurts this massive fucking moose to throw balls to. On top of, he already had Devontae Smith. Like, they have um, Zach Pascal, who they added to in free agency, who I think is a sneaky ad, because he I, I saw a couple Colts games last year, just, you know, on fucking red zone or whatever. Pascal is like, he's one of those, like, sneaky... Um, he's like a Curtis Samuel type of guy. You know what I mean? Like he'll catch a lot of balls. He'll break one. He's a little bit of a gadget player. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he's good. I think. And then you got the second year Devontae Smith too. Right. Right. So that, like I said, the, the offense is set up 
for Jalen Hurts to take the next step and be that guy. Yeah. And if he can do that, watch the fuck out. And assuming everyone can stay healthy, because I think the Eagles have the potential to be very, very good this year. Um, if again, everything can come together. The only thing that I don't like about the Eagles is their running back room. <laughs> yeah. Um, Miles Sanders is a fucking asshole. He can't uh, stay healthy. He can't stay healthy. He he's up and down. And then behind him, you have Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott. I mean, they just picked up Trey Sermon from the oh, 49ers. Good, yeah, good luck with who, him. Yeah. I mean, he's another six of one, half dozen of the other, right? Like he's yeah. hurt. When he's healthy, he's good. When he's hurt, he sucks. Like it's yeah. You know, it's it's fuck, but the running back room leaves a lot to be desired. Uh, but like I said, everything else, um, I really, really, really like the Eagles. Uh, and I actually took them to win the NFC East uh, at plus 165. Nice. So. Um, <clears throat> what else? Oh, let's uh, go to uh, MVP. Who you guys think? So first give me who you think is going to win and then give me like who you would actually bet on, like who you'd like to bet uh, on. Yeah. If he's healthy, I don't see why it would not be Josh Allen. Right. Um, I mean, obviously you got your top guys, Allen Mahomes, um, Rogers, obviously. Um, obviously it's all, it, I mean, I mean, we haven't had a running back since uh, Peterson. Or right. a non-quarterback since Peterson in, what was that, 2012? Yeah, or and it like took that. him having a run for over 2,000 yards. To exactly. Win it. <laughs> and I, and didn't, he, I think, didn't he split it with Manning? I think they split it. No, that was... Um, or was that somebody else? Steve McNair. Oh, okay. Was, they split that MVP that year. Was that 03? It yeah, was Steve McNair ago. and Peyton Manning? Something so, like that? I don't know. I think the chalk pick might be Allen. I don't know who I would actually go with. So I like, um, I like the Josh Allen, like, like using common sense, it tells me Josh Allen, right? Yeah. Um, however, the guy I really like a lot that I am going, I haven't put anything on it yet, but I'm probably going to. I guess. Yeah. Justin Herbert? No. Oh, okay. Close though. Derek Carr. Okay. I think Derek Carr now if you want to get technical and play the whole like football game thing where it's yeah. like, Oh, it's the first year of the system. You can't win. And like, you can't figure it out. Whatever. All right. Maybe I'm a year too early, but I think Derek Carr is a very good quarterback. Um, I think he gets a lot of flack. Um, I think he's overlooked a lot. I think, I think he's very good. I think he's a solid top 10, like, close to a top five quarterback. Like I'd probably put him somewhere around like six or seven um, as far as quarterbacks go. I think he's very good. Now he's in a system with Josh McDaniels who just took a rookie quarterback last year and made him look very good. So, you know, we'll see how Mac Jones does this year under yeah. the, the tutelage of uh, Joe judge, you know, the offensive mastermind there, but uh, yeah. And Matt Patricia, but I think Josh McDaniels with Derek Carr. And then, oh, by the way, he's throwing the ball to Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, and Darren Waller. Yeah. So 
I mean, I don't know how much better it gets than that. Like that it, is, it's not a bad dark horse. I'm going to, I'm being, I'm being hyperbolic here, but that is similar to, I'm not saying it's the same, but that's similar to what Brady had in 07 with Moss Welker and, and no, they didn't have Gronk. Um, no. But with Moss and Welker, with Devontae Adams and and Hunter Renfro, I think Hunter Renfro is potentially better than Welker. Obviously, Devontae Adams is not, is not as good as Randy Moss. But Darren Waller is fucking nasty. So I don't know. He's got he's got great weapons. He's got a good coach. Finally, he has a good coach, right? Like uh, Derek Carr hasn't had a good fucking coach, I think, his entire career. How dare you? John Gruden won a Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Spider 2 Y banana. Um, so I I like Derek Carr 24 to 1 to win the MVP this year. But like I said, common sense is it's Josh Allen. Yeah. Right? But, but Josh Allen's like probably I think like six to one to win. Like yeah. I don't I don't want to bet on that. Scratch, you got anybody you like? Uh, I'm pulling up the odds list because I think, I mean, someone that I would like to win MVP, but I don't know if I'd bet it. And I'm, I'm doing this without any real, like, um, so I, I, this the way I did this. I just went into the the last MVPs: Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Pat Mahomes, Brady, Ryan, Newton, Rodgers, Manning, and then it goes back to Adrian Peterson. So you have known commodities all over the place, and then they sprinkle in like a random guy every every once in a while. So it was like Cam Newton, Matt Ryan sprinkled in between Rodgers, Brady. Then it was like Mahomes, Jackson in between Brady, Rodgers. So I think we're due for a good player, but like kind of like a random spot. And I think Matt Stafford could fit just like the random spot because I think they'll still be good. He could go out there and light it up. People will be paying attention to who he is and, you know, it's everything second about year him. in the system. Um, so I guess he could be like a random kind of guy. Uh, I also don't just like defaulting because dude like josh allen should be the best player in the nfl like he really right. should be yeah but like yeah it does I, I just don't like defaulting to oh well he should win mvp because he's the best but it's like it usually doesn't go that way yeah um so, so if, if i was putting money on it i'd be looking at Derek carr 25 to 1 kurt cousins 44 to 1 matt ryan 56 to 1 but those would be like kind of Hail Marys. Yeah, like long shots. Just a kind of a quick question. If you had to start a franchise today, who are you taking, Josh Allen or Pat Mahomes? Pat Mahomes. I don't know. I think I think this is, again. Um, I'm taking Mahomes, too. I, I think this is another situation of fantasy getting in the way. I think. Josh Allen is uh, obviously the best fan, arguably the best player in fantasy football, right? He's the um, first quarterback to finish as the quarterback one two years in a row. Yeah. So when fantasy. it comes to fantasy football, Josh Allen, yeah. But if you like your question, if I have to start a franchise, 
who do I want as my quarterback? And I have to pick between those two. I want Pat Mahomes yeah, because I feel like Pat Mahomes can do more. He can mm-hmm. make the finesse throws. He can make the bombs down the field. He can. And I know this isn't like a thing, but I'm put, I'm throwing it out there. Cause it's, it's his thing. He can fucking look the other way and throw the ball. He can close his eyes. He can underhand it. He can, re- he can read and diagnose things mm-hmm. like, and I'm not saying that Josh Allen can't, but I just think Pat Mahomes is a better quarterback yeah. And Josh Allen. I agree. I'm just kind of curious. Yeah. So before last year, and actually before the, oh God, Florida State, here we go. I also don't like my quarterbacks <laughs> to run. <laughs> First play. Yeah. First a... fucking play. It made sense. QB, QB sneak. No, not even a QB sneak. QB scramble. And he just gained, I don't know, 20, 15, 20 yards, something like that. Yeah, that's great. Great. It, make, it makes sense now why you turn the TV on. I'm like, what are we putting on? And I forgot yeah. Florida State was playing tonight. I almost went to this game. I was I was strongly considering going. <laughs> um, so I would have said Pat Mahomes. I would have said Josh Allen sucks before last year. And then during the year, I probably been like still said Mahomes until they played the Patriots in the regular season. Uh at Gillette when they just throttled us. The throws he was making were pretty fucking unbelievable. And I don't, I don't like, I don't love the advanced stats. There was a, there was a statistic where the throws he was making were in such tight windows that it just went to show you he was making actual good throws in coverage. And if you watch like the actual like coaches film, um, he was throwing in pretty tight windows, like beating, like beating the coverage, throwing guys open like Isaiah McKenzie, Isaiah McKenzie wasn't running free that game. Josh Allen was throwing that guy open, but um. And the other reason I hesitate with Pat Mahomes is I'm very, very curious to see how he plays without Tyreek Hill. I think Mahomes is a good quarterback. I do think it helps that Tyreek Hill used to run that slant where he would just outrun the coverage. Yeah. yeah. And then he'd be wide open. So that that is going to be an, it's going to be interesting to see guys like Mahomes and Rodgers see how they do after they trade away to their top yeah, target. Right. Cause Rogers has had a guy his entire career. Correct. Right? He, before Devonte Adams, it was Jordy Nelson. Yeah. And, and then he had Jennings and Donald driver for a little bit. So. Yep. Yep. So Rogers has always had the talent there. And that was always the thing with guys around here with Brady, right? They were like, Oh, Brady's got no one. Rogers has, you know, Jennings and driver and Nelson and Devonte Adams. And it's like, Okay, yeah, well, fuck off. Brady, Brady did have Moss. So, you know what I mean? It's like that whole thing. Well, but, they can't draft one anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they definitely can't draft. But um, just in yeah, general, really. That's why, that's why they mean, have... The, the kid from Baylor was hurt. Oh, yeah, the guy yeah. that broke his collarbone? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Although they do, um, have, they do have the projected highest... What is it, the highest uh, salary cap hit when it comes to wide receiving corner in the league? At like yeah. 70 million? Yeah, pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. have to pay them when you can't fucking draft them. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it will be interesting to see um, 
Pat Mahomes now. But I also I also think it gives Pat Mahomes the chance to run an actual more legitimate offense where yeah. yeah. Now, you, now you've got Juju. So like he he's dude like he's a good receiver. So yeah. Whatever the fuck happened in Pittsburgh is what happened in Pittsburgh. He can play. So yeah. but he ain't a gadget player. He is a more traditional wide receiver. So well, right. he'll probably he, he I think goes back to running a more traditional and when I say traditional, I mean like you know, it relies on roots and yeah, you know, throwing guys open and not just like running around like a dickhead in the backfield, almost like Russell Wilson's offense in, in Seattle, yeah. where he yeah. runs around yeah. like a dickhead and just throws a bomb. Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> let's ride. <laughs> He's so fucking corny. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> so I actually also have the Chiefs um as my o- most overrated team uh going into the year. I think like you just said, right? Like obviously Pat Mahomes is still good. Um and we'll see how he does this year with the the lack of talent um and the wide receiver room that he had prior. So he also to to Das what you what you had just said, I take it to the next level, right? Because he didn't just have Tyreek Hill. He also had um fuck, who is that guy? Uh not Deontay Foreman, but it was like De- oh Dante Robinson. So he had Tyreek Hill, oh, DeMar- Dante DeMar- Robinson. Demarcus Robinson. Yeah, he had all of these guys that ran like four threes. Hardman. Nicole Hardman, who's still there. He's still there. And then, and then right. they, and then they sign MVS. Right. So you awesome. went from these guys that He's were small, so. right. They were smaller and they were fast as fuck yeah. to guys that are bigger and not slow, but like compared to Tyreek Hill and, and uh, Deontay Robinson, like they're slow, right? Yeah. Like Juju's not running a four, three, he's probably running a four, four, maybe a four, five MVS is, you know, not, he's not a burner at all. Oh, yeah, he is. Yes, he is. Yeah, he is. That's what he does. That's why they but sign he's, him. But he's a bigger guy. He can't catch the ball, though. Yeah, he's a, yeah. Like, <laughs> he's, like, he's, like, he's like the kid from Little Giants. He's got all, all this blazing speed, but he can't catch the ball. He's, he, but he's also a, he's a strider. He's not yeah. throw a bubble screen and let him beat everybody. No, he's a nine, he's a nine round all day long. Yeah, just, yeah, just go. So I think the Chiefs are – going to be one of the most overrated teams. Uh, so also I'll throw out some stats at you here um, to back how up. How rated are they? How rated so, are they right now? I don't know, but everyone's like, oh, the Chiefs. Everyone thinks the Chiefs are going to win the West. They think people are picking the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. It's it just, so it, just hear me out. In 2001, last, so last season, they were tied second in the most yards per play allowed. So they oh, were their defense was horrible. They were tied for the second worst defense in yards per play last season. They were sixth worst in total yards given up. So second worst in yards per play, sixth worst in total yards. Something that I think goes uh, under the radar, especially when it comes to defenses. They had the fifth most penalties as a defense last year, because that can fuck you as a defense keeps you on the field. Exactly. So they had the fifth most penalties as a defense last year. And on top of that, they had the fourth fewest sacks out of any team in the NFL. And however, I do want to be fair, right? So I will throw out despite all of that, 
they allowed the eighth fewest points. <laughs> so like their defense was like bottom of the barrel across the board. But when it came to allowing points, they actually gave up the eighth fewest amount of points. Do you remember now, how much how of that, that is season... because the offense just fucking, you know, would just hold the ball and crush it and do whatever. I don't know. But so then oh, but that's last year's team, right? What did they do this year to, to, to change anything? Um, nothing. They, they lost, they lost, right. lost Tyron Matthew and Anthony Hitchens, who was their linebacker last year, who I think led the team in tackles last year. So Anthony Hitchens and Tyron Matthew are gone and they added Carlos Dunlap. Big fucking whoop. I mean, they do still have Frank Clark and Chris Jones. They are both another year older though. I think they're both like, I think Frank Clark's a little bit older. Chris Jones might not be 30, but Frank Clark, I think is in his thirties. So it's like, you know, when you added Carlos Dunlap, who is for sure in his, he's been in the league fucking, I feel like at least 10 years. So I don't, I don't think their defense got any better. If anything, I think it got slightly worse and it was already bad last year and their offense is still up in the air, right? For all the reasons we just talked about. Yeah. So I got a hot take that not only will the Kansas City Chiefs not win the AFC West. Oh, here it comes. I, I it think they're going to struggle to make the playoffs. Oh, I, thought, I thought you were going to say they're going to miss the playoffs. I think it's a solid chance they miss the playoffs. So you think, I they think could, there's a chance they could go like eight and nine, nine and eight? Yeah. I think they're right around that eight, nine win mark, right? Same as the Pats. You know, like they'll, they'll be, they'll be struggling to get in. Like they'll come down to week 17, week 18, like needing to win games. I still think if you have the quarterback, you're in good shape. I mean, if you look at it year in, year out, who's always in the playoffs? It's always the guys that have the quarterbacks. You very rarely see a bad court or a good quarterback or great quarterback not make the playoffs. I mean, I can't even think of quickly off the top of my head. Matt who Ryan. Has, <laughs> stop it. Um, <laughs> who hasn't made the playoffs but was a great quarterback. It's, you know, they usually, you know, find a way. Yeah. And you, you got Mahomes pretty much in the prime of his career. I mean, he's still young, but he's in the prime of it. So yeah, I think he's like 26, 25. Yeah. It's something stupid like that. So, yeah. I mean, they've made the AFC championship game. What is it? Four years in a row now. Yeah. So yeah. they're um, for sure not going to be in the AFC championship game. this year. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I like to see how the West plays out. It's going to be an inter- interesting division. You know, a lot of people like LA to uh, come out on top. Denver's a wild card. Um, Cause I don't know how Russell Wilson's going to transition. Um, I personally am granted there's some, you know, biased here. Cause you know, I can't stand Wilson for all the years that they've been playing the Niners, but I think Wilson's one of the most overrated quarterbacks of the last 10 years. Um, I don't think Denver's going to be that good this year. AFC, so, AFC uh, West chiefs, chargers, Raiders, Raiders, Broncos. That's how they finish. That's my, that's how, that's how I think they finish. Yeah. And the only, and according to like the odds, like likely to win or, you know, from a gambling perspective, the only thing that flips there is Raiders, Broncos. Uh, Raiders, Broncos. Yeah. They have Raiders as the four in that division, I think. So yeah, I think they're going to be pretty good. I don't know. I mean, they, I they, think, they were a playoff team last year and they improved. So yeah, I, exactly. think, I think it goes Chargers, Raiders, Chiefs, Broncos. Now I would also say, 
Uh, I would say the same as you, Mello, until the Chargers have shown me well, that in their DNA. So that's the other thing. They now, can, and, th- and this is completely irrational because there's right. no tangible anything I have. Right. They should be the best team in that division. They should be. Right. But they are the fucking San Diego Chargers. Yes. So what I think really is going to happen if we're going to do like a projection here is that I think the Chargers win the AFC West, right? Like I think it's still go it goes Chargers, Raiders, Chiefs, Broncos. And then I wouldn't be surprised if the Chargers lose in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they might come in as like a two or a three seed and then lose to the fucking six or the seven seed. I mean, that defense is going to be especially if the seven seeds, the Patriots, if the chargers are the two seed and the Patriots are the seven seed, I think the Patriots beat the chargers in the underdog money line alert. Yeah. (laughs) You guys going to play that at all this year? Yeah. Well, no, Jared, I don't know if we talked about this at the cookout. I don't know if you're in that conversation, but um, I read something, uh, something a couple weeks ago where um, if you would bet, you know, say the unit play was a hundred dollars money line on every single underdog last year, you made out like 28 and a half units up. Oh yeah. Underdogs crushed it last year. So it's one of those things. It's like, you know, you play every game, like there's some weeks where you're going to lose a ton of money. And then there's some weeks that you're going to make like three times as you normally would. So yeah, it was a, it was an interesting stat. Just take the, just take every single dog money line. And then I think against the spread, Dogs were covering. God, I can go back and look because I I'm a psycho and I keep all these stats. Yeah. Um, but I think at one point dogs were covering like sixty percent. Yeah. Against the spread, I believe it. That might have changed towards the end of the year, but I, I think at one point it was that high. Yeah. Because every week, like I said, I'm a psycho and I keep all the all the stats and everything. And I would screenshot it and send it to to Bob and Vinny and be like, I can't fucking believe the dogs are covering 60, 60.4% this year. Like it doesn't make yeah. any sense. And then you take them that week and you go. Yeah, and that's four. the week that they go like four. <laughs> yeah, you, you drain your account because <laughs> yeah. they fucking drill you. Yeah. But also it uh when things like that happen in a season. Again, since we're talking statistics, it's statistically unlikely for it to happen the next season, too. Yeah. It'll probably right. be a lot closer to 50-50. Right. Yeah. Right. And if it's even if it even if it's like underdogs 54%, if you miss one, you're not at 54%. And then now you're losing money. So yeah. Right. Really right. hard thing to to do. Yeah. Um, you guys get any other uh, hot takes? Any underrated teams, overrated teams? A sleeper? Um, I don't think so. Let me pull up Super Bowl odds. Oh, yeah. We got to do that, too. Um, so before we do the Super Bowl, I have one, one player that is going – I know it's going to infuriate me, but I feel like it's the closest thing to a lock that you can get is I think George Pickens – is going to have a fucking nasty rookie year because he's a Steelers wide receiver that just got drafted. And the Steelers have been able to draft wide receivers like no one ever has had in the in the history of the NFL. The, like the, the, the Patriots should have hired that guy 25 yeah. years ago. <laughs> yeah. He's gone. Colbert's gone now. 
Yeah, I think but he I retired. Mean, I think he retired last year, but it's still the same. It's still the same guys. It's still, assistants yeah, it's still the same and guys people. surrounding him yeah. and scouts. Yeah, but but I do like, think I think Colbert. I think he retired. The fucking Pittsburgh Steelers year after year just draft good wide receivers. Like I don't know how the fuck they do it. So my uh, my player my player take for this year is that George Pickens is going to actually have a good year. Now, you know. He's got Mitch Trubisky throwing on the ball, so temper your expectations. But I think he's probably going to be flirting with a thousand yards. Is he the who's the leader in the clubhouse for offensive play of the year? Uh, the rookie offensive player offensive of the year. rookie. He's like third. Uh, number one is Brees Hall, running back for the Jets. Yep. So it goes: Brees Hall, Kenny Pickett, George Pickens, Damian Pierce, Chris Olave, Romeo Dubes, Dubs, Dubs. Yeah. Sky Moore, Garrett Wilson. Okay. I mean, I would not take fucking Brees Hall. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but it's one of those weird ones where there's not a starting quarterback that was drafted. Usually, right. that, usually it goes to the quarterback, but I mean, yeah. the where's Sky the, Moore? Is he Kansas City? Kansas yeah. City. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think I don't, I don't want to say too many, there's too many people to feed. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know. Damian, was... Damian Pierce is an interesting one, but he I think a... he's going to be the starter in Houston. He is. I think they've already kind of you know they released Marlon Mack, or they waved and they picked him back up, but they pretty much cut out the entire running back room, and it's like him and Rex Burkhead. Yeah. So. So you're looking at uh, Super Bowl odds. I forgot. I, I got to pull them up. So I'll, I'll oh, give I, you I my, uh, I'll give you my two, my two picks um, for the Super Bowl winner. So again, th- these picks again, shout out to mybookie.com. That's where the odds are coming from here. I think the, I think the odd favorite is Tampa Bay Buffalo. Yes. Yeah. So, so Buff- Buffalo is five to one, uh, five, five eighty gross. And yeah. Tampa is seven, seven twenty. So again, when it comes to actually wagering money on these, um, taking the chalk is no fun, right? So who do Never. I think is going to win the Super Bowl? I don't know. Probably either Buffalo or Tampa Bay, like right, like or the Rams. I do not like Tampa Bay this year. Like, I don't know about between you guys. yeah between those three teams, it's probably going to be one one of them. You know, the Buffalo, Tampa Bay, or, or the Rams. I I don't know, but um, who I like to win um, the Super Bowl from a gambling perspective. Uh, I've already talked about these guys in the NFC. I'd like the Eagles at 22 to one to win the Super Bowl. Again, I think they're primed. They're ready. They're ready to go. Uh, and then from the AFC, I like the Colts at 24 to one. I think uh, they finally have a quarterback in Matt Ryan. Jared, and... you, you don't don't even bother going to mybookie.com. I will take both of those bets from you, my friend. <laughs> right now. You name your price, I will be your bookie. Well, that's the thing. Like I just said, though, right? Like I don't want to take the chalk. Like I don't want to take Buffalo no, no. to win the Super Bowl at 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 five point eight to one. Like no, I know. <laughs> you know, you bet ten bucks to win fifty eight. Like that's not fun. You bet ten bucks to win two twenty for on Philly, though. Like that's fun. Oh, I know. So, I get it. Yeah. yeah. It's are they going to hit? Probably not. But like, no. it's a fun five ten dollar bet. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's, no, I get it. Let's have some fun. Yeah. yeah um, you're not looking to pay off a house. I know. Right. Right. But I think the Colts. I think people are sleeping on the Colts. 
I think uh, Matt Ryan's a, a lot better than Carson Wentz. Yeah, and um, I think he's better than Philip Rivers when Philip Rivers went there. Absolutely. Years ago. I absolutely. still think I still think he has some in the tank. And again, it, it's just like all these other quarterbacks that we talk about. The team is built for a quarterback to just go in there, make a couple plays. Yeah. And you know, I mean, they got Taylor in the backfield. They got. And he's got good receivers. He's got Pittman. Pittman, you know, I know we're not talking fantasy today, but I think Pittman could have an explosive year when it comes to fantasy football. Right. Um, so they definitely have a good balance, both sides of the ball. So the it, defense it, it, is very good. Yeah. It's just, you know, they play in a weak division and it's almost like Tennessee last year. You know, another team plays in the weak division, they get into the playoffs and then they, you know, they lose to Cincinnati. So they yeah, were the, it's they, like uh, the number odds. one. Yeah. It's like the Pac-12. <laughs> it's like a team, the team that wins the Pac-12 goes and plays some of the, the SEC team and then they get fucking shellacked. That's yeah. that's the AFC South. It's the Pac-12. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Or a team from the Big Ten, you know, like USC will go play like Ohio State and get fucking just bent over. And it's like, yeah. well, yeah, because this is a real football team. This, is, this isn't the Pac-12. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I'm going to go, I'll, if I'm not going to go chalk, which um, I do think Buffalo comes out of the AFC, but I'll, I'll pick a different team. Um, and the AFC, I, I'll go with talent. I think they're the most talented team in the AFC is the Chargers. Um, I think Harvard, you know, I think this is his third year. I think he can, this could, I, the only thing that, I, it's one of these things, the only thing that's going to hold back the Chargers is going to be Zach Taylor. It's going to be the coach. You know, going forward on fourth and five on his own 20, you know, that type of bullshit. Like, you know, he, you know, he's a guy that plays the stats and, you know, whatever, but that, you know, it screwed him against the uh, playing the Raiders the last game of the year last year. And that's why they didn't get into the playoffs. Right. Um, But they're very talented. um, So I'll go with the Chargers in the West or on the AFC NFC. Ah, fuck it. I'm going with a hometown pick. I'm going to go with my Niners. <laughs> I'm going to ride Trey Lance, baby. I like that pick. Again, I don't, so, they're, they're at 15, 15, 50. So plus 15, yeah. 50. So 15 and a half to one odds. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll have a... Uh... Uh, it's 30 to two odds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're 30 to two. So I, no, I, I don't hate that two. pick. 31 to two, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't hate that. So. Yeah, I mean, I guess for the for the sake of being different, um, you know, if I'm looking at an odds board, I think a couple Hail Marys that I don't expect to hit would be Vikings and Raiders, 37 and 36. Um, Rematch of th- Super Bowl nine. Those those, <laughs> <laughs> those would be purely just to hit a lottery ticket. Yeah. Like, I don't think they're going to happen, um, but, you know, the numbers are good. Um, might be worth a couple bucks on the Ravens. I don't trust the receivers, but I trust everything else. Um, I don't know if you need really, really good receivers because they might have two really good tight ends. And I saw something about Bateman. I know he got hurt last year, but Bateman was like really good. And, and like, Everyone's he was like, num- he, was, up. he was number one in some stat when he played last year. Um, and I know the Ravens got the injury bug like 
like real fucking they got the injury flu fucking last year like they didn't get the bug like they got crushed everyone got hurt they had like eight guys on ir yeah and then even labar was banged up right yeah then he got covid twice yeah and he got yeah yeah whatever he got it twice so then there there's because there's the whole thing about like I was going to say, I don't know how good the Ravens defense actually is because last year they were not good. I remember Ian had said yeah, that a lot. Oh, historically, it's like, oh, it's like, oh, they have a good defense. Like, yeah. No. Like, no, oh, you don't. want the Ravens defense. No, you don't. Yeah. The Ravens defense fucking sucked last yeah, year. People, tell, people still think it's the old one Ravens defense. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know how much of that was because of injuries last year either. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. Cause I'm looking, I'm looking at the depth chart right now, just like as far as like roster goes, like, they have Calais Campbell. Um, he's still playing. Yeah, he's still playing. Patrick Queen at linebacker. He's really fucking good. He gave me his glove one time. Uh, Justin Houston. Marcus Peters, who was one of the guys who was he hurt and out last year. Uh, Marcus he's, he's, Williams, the safety. Is there? Mar- they have a. They have a. Um, Marlon they have Humphrey an, was the corner. They have another who was linebacker also out last year. They have another linebacker with like a fucking probably like an African, like some kind of African name. Do you know? Uh, do you see that popping up? Malik Harrison. Nope. That's Odafe not. Owe. I, yes. There we are. He's he's listed. <laughs> he, has, he has like an African name. Malik Harrison. Uh, I don't know. Nope. Well, uh, so not, not quite African. In my defense, uh, Odafe Owe is listed as Rush. Like his position is Rush. So like on the, the depth band. chart, it says like like really we- fast weak paced side. rock. Yeah, it says yeah exactly. It says like weak side linebacker, middle linebacker, strong side linebacker, and then the, like there's just a position that says rush. Yeah, and that's that's Odafe. So when yeah, you said linebacker, I looked at the linebacker part of the depth chart. He's pretty good, from yeah. what, I, what I gather. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, in the secondary they have Marlon Humphrey, who was also hurt and out last year, and they also got Kyle Fuller. Okay. I mean, that that's, that's NFL There's, players. Their least. secondary should be good, right? Between Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey, and Kyle Fuller, like those are good cornerbacks. Yeah. I think I mean, Mar- got- Marcus, Marcus Peters isn't the same guy he once was, but he's, no. he's okay. Yeah. No, but yeah, if I mean, he, he's if not he's... throwing flags into the audience, the, the stands anymore, but yeah, <laughs> that guy was nuts. <laughs> so they should be better, right? The Ravens defense should be better. Should be. Yeah. Also, so I think who who oh Chiefs we were talking about the Chiefs and yeah I know we got off it. I also just don't expect like like so for how historically bad they were last year, I just really don't expect them to be that bad again. Like they were. Do you do you like actually remember the progression of their defense over the season? Oh, it was Chiefs? terrible. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. But if you remember, for like the first eight weeks, it was awful. Like really really truly and utterly awful they literally couldn't stop anything i think and then they were number one there was a mediocre there was like a very mediocre running back like a miles sanders type that ran for like 130 yards against them and then they were number one for like six straight weeks and they like weren't giving up any points and they like really put it together and then and then they did yeah, it could have been scheduling. I don't know what the opponents were like, but like more like what the point I'm trying to make though is when you're that really truly that bad, it's yeah. hard to do it two years in a row. 
<laughs> so it's like the Ravens were awful last year. It's going to be hard for them to repeat that. Right. Same yeah. with the Chiefs. Yeah, they went well. They I'm looking at it real quick. They went on a run where they played the Giants. They held Green Bay to seven points. Yeah. Uh, they held. I think that Dallas. was a Jordan Love game. I think we were watching that at the cigar bar. They held Dallas to nine points. They held Denver to nine. Vegas to nine. Pittsburgh to ten. So that's why that's a pretty good run. That's why their points per game was so low. Like they were eighth in the league because they had those stretch of games. But then they had games where you know. They're losing to Baltimore 36-35, Philadelphia 42-30. So they had some games where they got out of control. Yeah. But yeah, because they, they struggled. They were they were three and three after week six, but then they went on a eight-game win streak to they were nine and one to end the year. So they got hot late. Yeah. Yep. And then, but then their defense cost them the playoffs when they, it, I mean, yeah, it almost cost them against Buffalo and it did cost them against Cincinnati. Yes. Cause that, they completely blew that game. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys got anything else? I got nothing else. All right. Well, that's our uh, NFL preview season preview. Uh, you want to start, uh, you want to wrap this bitch up? Can wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. I can't make that call. <laughs> sure, you can. Uh, Nick, you got a final thought? Uh, yeah, uh, maybe a quick one. So, um, the last week and a half or so, I've played in two charity tournaments, uh, both at the same country club, Swansea Country Club. Um, one tournament, uh, team I was on I don't want to say we struggled we had a respectable I think we shot eight under um and then I played one this past Wednesday same course Swansea Country Club and we ended up winning it very nice at 14 under so one thing that which I like they're both charity tournaments what are people doing cheating during charity tournaments. Like, what do we do? Oh, I'll tell you exactly how you do it. So, so. <laughs> you got to follow, you got to follow this guy, Lou Stagner on Twitter. He's uh, I, incredible. I've seen you guys. I've seen you retweet him a few times. Yeah. Lately. He's a, he's a stat guy. Yeah. And like, he like puts out all these, like very, obviously very accurate stats, yeah. but he'll like put out these stats and then like, he'll like space a couple lines and be like, unless you're at a scramble tournament. Or yeah. something like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! One of my favorites was he, it was like the odds of a twelve handicap shooting whatever number is like one in a hundred thousand odds. He goes, guaranteed this happens three times, and my member guess this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll tell you exactly. So I'll tell you exactly how a charity scramble. Um, oh well, no, I goes. I mean, I, I know how it goes, but like, you know, we had one team, we were watching them because there were a few holes behind us in Swansea, you know, the back nine. Have you ever played there? I haven't played there. No, I never played. Right. So the back nine, it's kind of clustered. So like the holes are on top of each other. So you can see people as uh, they're teeing off. Heart, bring your hard hat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and we see this group of three. Now, the way Swansea does it, I don't know if a lot of clubs do this, but they have a live scoreboard. So you input your score. Oh, golf genius or whatever. On, on an app. So it's not like you hand in cards at the end of the tournament. So, you know, I mean, that just, 
it opens the door for cheating to go on because it's like, oh, well, we can't we can't be ahead of these guys. Let's, you know, let's throw a birdie on here. You know, we made that putt, even though we were, you know, two feet away from it. But like there was a group of three. Uh, it was a threesome. So they were one guy short, but we could see that they were taking extra shots. So it's like, uh, like, what, what do you do? Just because you only have three, that means you get to take an extra shot because you don't have a fourth. Did you pay for a fourth? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> Are you paying for that extra shot? You get three shots. That's it. So, you know, <laughs> stuff like that was aggravating to see. And then it's like, you know, you know, we see these guys when they turn in their cards at the end of the day. It's like, okay, you guys were 12 under. Like, come on. Like, this guy can't even, like, walk up a hill. You know, he's like, <laughs> yeah. he's like bent over backwards as he's walking. Yet, you know, he, they turn in a card and it's like they were 12 under. So, I mean, I will say our team did very, very well. You know, I know as as my my job as the bottom guy on the on the team, I know that going into it. You know, <laughs> all I can bring is just luck and a few shots. Uh, I will say I was my my putter was on point. Um, I nailed a, like almost a, a 25, 30 foot putt. Um, that was huge on a par three. So I mean, I held my own. But I just the the, the cheating man. It, it just it, it happening every and then once when you see it too. I mean, you know, I'm not we're not going to shout across the the fairways calling them out, but it's like it was terrible to see. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's a charity tournament. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Like we're just here to have oh, fun. It's, just, it's the worst display of golf ever. Yeah. <laughs> what did oh, you I say did. that uh, Cunty Chris said to you? Like right, when so it comes to scrambles, we don't mark bogeys. That's number one. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then what I've like, what I've seen people do is, you know, when they get up to the green, you know, they hit their putt and if it goes in, it counts, but if it doesn't go in, then they go to where, where they're actually going to play from. So like, say the three of us all hit the ball in the green. I know exactly. What he's talking and about. Yeah. like, we're going to take my ball, but Mello walks over and hits his putt and knocks it in. It's like, Oh, it's good. And it's like, yeah, you you guys just rolled eight butts. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love I love the guy that's holding the pin near the hole. So when the guy's putting, oh, a little backboard action right into the yep, hole. Yep, oh, that yeah. counts. That that's a birdie. Yep. Yeah, it's the, the, yeah. And then otherwise, outside of just like flat out lying, which is what oh, yeah. people will do. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, we made birdie on that hole after you yeah. hit made a seven. <laughs> so. I don't know. Scram- scram- scrambles are tough because they can get competitive if you're playing well, but then it's like, yeah, like I've been, I've been at one that's like, I, I like, I knew how hard that course played and we came in at like 11 under and someone's like at 16 under, I go, not a fucking chance. No fucking way. <laughs> no way. Like, sorry. That's like 16 under is really, really hard to do. Yeah. It's that, literally that, almost a birdie on every single hole. Well, you mix in some eagles, like it's whatever. Yeah, that's what that's what happened to us but a few, I, few years ago. Played a tournament at Wentworth, and we and um, Chad's in my group, who just like you, Bob, he's a, he's you know close to a scratch guy, um, you know, handicap three something. Yep. Um, we shoot like I think eighteen or nineteen under, legit, like no bullshit, nothing. And then we get there thinking, "There's no way no one beats us." Uh, winning score twenty one under. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> like come yeah. on. Yeah, that's a, it's birdie every hole plus some eagles. Yeah. So. But. 
I mean, I've li- listen, I've been there. I've done it. Like I've come in at 15, but I had three single digits and our fairway finder and putt hitter. So yeah. <laughs> fucking coach Chris's father-in-law, all he would do, he would hit first and he would put a ball in play. Then the three <laughs> of us would swing and whatever happened, happened. And then he made like maybe three putts for the day. And like, that's it. That's all we needed from him. And then we won, we won like two that year. I think, I think that was the second one where we came in at 15. Cause that was like Eastern country club. Cause it's, you know, we were on all the par fives and two. I forget how many they have three. I think it's, I think they have three in Easton. Yeah. I think it's par 71. And uh, yeah, I mean, when you're putting for Regal, you make a couple, whatever, but if you get drivable greens too, forget about it. The number's going to be so fucking low. Yeah. Because if you get good players, one out of four will probably hit a, a green that's drivable. Yeah. Yeah. Super, super annoying. Scrambles are so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> so fuck scrambles. I don't I mean, like, I, I, I really, I really don't like four man scramble tournaments. I mean, I mean, for coming from a guy like you, I can understand it for me. You know, I, I, I could give two shit. Scrambles are fun for me. I just show up with like, you know, eight, 10 drinks in the bag and it's like, yeah. let's get ready to go. <laughs> I would actually, so I would actually say that two man scrambles can be super fun. Because you only get two cracks at it. So it's like you got to play like real regular, almost almost regular golf. Yeah. And it's it's actually um like you can still go kind of low. Like if once someone hits it close on a par three, you get two runs at it. Um, but yeah, the four-man stuff is hard because someone could just decide that day, be like, ah, I think 15 under will win it. And they write they fill in the, the scorecard before they even hit a shot. Yeah. So yeah, who knows in that front? Yeah, you uh, you got a final thought? Yeah, I went for a club fitting the other day. Very nice. So, um, obviously, I get a discount on Titleist stuff. So you know, the guy like I walk in, it's a younger younger guy, new guy at Harmon, um, who I really liked. So he's like, "All right, what are we hitting now? Show him." And he's like, what are we like looking for? I go, dude, honestly, like I already kind of hit my, like irons are the best part of my game. So like I'm due for a little bit of an update and let's just see if I got anything better. It's like, he goes, cool. No problem. Like let's, let's roll. So I don't even know how many balls I hit in a half an hour. I was fucking ripping through them. I'm like, I'm like dying, sweating, <laughs> took my hat off halfway through. I'm like, I can't wear this. Fuck that. And it, it's, it's funny how many golf clubs are out there. So it was like, I hit my, and like, if, it, if no one's been fit before the way that this process went, it's pretty, pretty similar. Um, so I hit my current seven iron and then he was just making seven irons. So, you know, almost based on like, if, if this guy knows where you're at, and then you take your current club, he's going to have a pretty good, if anyone knows what they're doing, they're going to have a pretty good idea already because I'm pretty sure the first shaft he gave me is the one that we ended up ultimately going with. Um, so, you know, he's just sitting there making all these combinations. Hey, hit this. How'd that feel? I go awful. He goes, good. Didn't think so. Get rid of it. 
how's this? I'm like, that was pretty good. Hit this. I'm like, oh, that was awesome. Like, oh, that was really fucking good. And it's like, all right, well, you know, let's, let's, let's refine this a little bit, you know, hit this. How's that awful? Take it back. How's that awful? Take it back. <laughs> like, <laughs> how was that? I'm like, it was okay. He goes, you didn't hit it good. I go, get rid of it. And like, <laughs> so I don't even know how many fucking balls I hit in a half an hour. Um, but I ran through the three Titleist heads, the Callaway Apex, a ping, two tailor-made clubs, and I think two Srixons. And it's amazing that all of them felt like absolute shit, except for the Titleist T300 and the Srixon ZX4, which now the, the now those are both pretty forgiving clubs. The 300 is an upgrade over what I have now. Um, they don't make AP1s anymore. It's just that T300's their, you know, option. Um, and then the the Srixon, those felt pretty good too, but they look awful. Like they have just like a really fucking big head to them. I'm like, I, I'm not hitting these. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think so. Get rid of it. Like, like it's just like move it, move it, move it, move it, whatever. Um so I'm probably going to order at the end of October. I don't, I don't want them for this season. It's because I also found out. So not only did I, I hit, so I hit everything further, uh, like, which, you know, that's a thing, but I was hitting it <laughs> higher and spinning it close to the same, which if you're like evaluating like the clubs, like that's kind of what you're looking for is ball speed, spin and launch. So like, for example, if you like, say we're doing a seven iron and he gives me one, it's like, whoa, the ball speed's crazy on that. But I'm like, yeah, but it came out like super low. That's because it could be the loft of my six iron. Like, so it's just, you're not actually hitting the same club further. You just got a different club. Um, but come to find out that the new T300s have stronger lofts, but I'm able to get them up in the air and spin them the way I want to spin them. I'm like, this is almost like fucking cheating. So yeah, needless to say, I, uh, I can't wait to order them. I'll get them for next year and then still play mediocre golf. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's, that's what I'm looking forward to. Well, but in the speaking... meantime, in the meantime, though, I might, uh, I might, I might learn how to reshaft some clubs. That would be fun on my own. Yeah. Let me know if you do that. Maybe we can, uh, do a couple of mine. I might learn, I might, I might learn how to do, well, I actually, so to be completely fair, I already know how to do the shafts. It's just, um, couple things to figure out. And then, and I got to learn how to do grips, which don't seem very difficult at all. Yeah. I don't think they are. No. And I think you can even use an air compressor. So you actually don't need like the grip tape and the solvent and this and that and the other thing. So we'll see. All right. Well, uh, for my final thought, uh, speaking of mediocre golf, uh, I played at Brookside golf course today in uh, buzzards Bay on Cape Cod and, uh, got absolutely fucking bent over backwards, like so far that I, they probably snapped my spine. Um, that I told, I, I told Neil this, um, sh shout out to my buddy, Neil. I don't think he listens to the show but his, his buddy, Mike might. So if you do shout out to Mike, um, up, Mike? works for uh, coastal cannabis, uh, local, local cannabis company based in Massachusetts. You guys should check them out if you're into that kind of stuff. But when I digress, 
Uh, so he, so my buddy Neil goes, Oh, Hey, my dad and a bunch of his friends play, you know, every Sunday morning, they do like this thing. Like, you know, they play like the dots and they, they oh, I forgot play. about, they did play you play, all this did you shit. play the junk band. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So we get there and I start out, I actually played pretty well. Um, I think I was, um, five over through four and then I birdied. No, I didn't birdie that fuck off. Uh, I parred uh six which was a par three and then bogeyed seven so what is that i'm seven over through seven and then proceeded to go eight 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 and then never recovered it's like the guy in the bar yesterday remember the guy that walked in he goes oh i started par 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 and then i went eight 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 yeah yeah so i got i made one dot uh because i made par out of the sand on the par three um so it's that was outside of Saratoga National. That was the most difficult, one of the most difficult courses I've ever played on. I have no intention of ever going back there. Um, it was great. It was a beautiful course, right? Like it was yeah, really cool. To be like really good shape, but everything it's to be was fucking fucked. It was up. in great shape. It was just. Like, like Dats, you said you knew a couple people that played there. It was, yeah. it was kind of gimmicky and it was, it was target golf. They call and it quir- quirky and goofy is how I quirky it and goofy. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what it is. Like, so for example, on one, I forget what hole this is exactly, but you're on the tee box and it's a dog leg left. Now my GPS tells me that it, the direct straight line from the tee box to the green is 195 yards. However, there's tons of trees on the left that the the fairway it does a dog a dog leg around and you, you it, it they make you hit it like 165 yards straight out into the fairway. However, it's a split fair it's like a forked fairway. So it's like a fairway on the left, a fairway on the right, which is a little bit lower. So not only is it two fairways, but one's higher than the other. And then in between the fairways, which is the hill, is rough. And then right past the fairways is two bunkers. So if you hit it long, you're in the two of the bunkers, one of the two bunkers, which Neil went into the bunker. I hit my tee shot and it went into the lower fairway on the right side. So it would be, you know, further away from the hole. So I had a blind shot into the hole and the green was a three tiered green and the pin was dead center in the middle and short left of the green was a hazard. It was just marsh. So I had a blind shot that was, I had to hit 125 yards to a three tiered green with the pin in the middle tier. And I just, I, I lost, it went, I, it went into the marsh. Like it just didn't, it didn't get there. Um, so then I dropped and had to hit on, and then I had to put up one of the fucking ridges to get there. And then it was just a disaster. Like it it was. And then there was another hole. I I told you about this already, but it's, it's kind of hard for me to describe it without pictures, which is why I took the picture of the 18 birdies shot, but I was on a fucking very steep embankment past 
the green. So I'm in the rough past the green. And this is when I say steep, like it just goes straight fucking down to the green. And then it's got a false front that runs into the fairway and all that. So I chip, I'm making a chip shot out of the rough. Again, at the top of this fucking hill, I'm about, I'm so I'm standing on the fringe. So my feet are on the fringe of the green and my ball is in the rough. I chip this ball six inches to the left, like not towards the hole, just to the left. My back is to the hole. And it goes to the left and it runs out of the, the rough and proceeds to run all the way off the front of the green. And then I have to chip back onto the green and two putt for an eight. Like it was the, the pins, like the way the, where the pins were cut was the most miserable thing ever. Like Neil's dad was like, who the fuck? Like, who is this greenskeeper? Like, we were just shit talking the greens, the greenskeeper all fucking day. At one point, I was like, Yeah, he must have just lost a divorce settlement or something. Like, he's fucking pissed. Like, on so then on 18, I finally played decent on 16, 17, 18. And on 18, I hit my tee shot, I hit the driver. It's like massive uphill. I get it in the fairway. I hit my second shot in a little bit thin but it gets to the green and I have probably like a 22 foot putt ish roughly. And it's right on a fucking Ridge. Like I have to like ride the Ridge to get to the, to the cup. So I put it and it's uphill. So it's uphill on a Ridge. So I hit the bird. I, I, I strike the birdie putt. And it goes to the, to the, to the cup and it lips out, it lips out of the cup and it goes 10 feet to the right because it went down the ridge. So I I'm looking at a 22 foot bird, 22 foot birdie putt on 18 that I missed by literally an inch, right? I, it lipped out, it ran around the fucking edge of the cup and then it went 10 feet in the other direction. And then I, I two putted from there for, for bogey. So what, what it's like, what, what am I supposed to do there? Like I almost made birdie, but ended up three putting for bogey. Like, it's just, it was so fucking hard. It was so hard. Like it was, it was just, it was nuts. Like the, like the, the, again, the greens were lightning fast. Like the way the pins were cut was just, it was nuts. And they all, everyone was talking about it. All of like Neil's dad's buddies, they were like, Jesus fucking Christ, these fucking pins today, huh? Oh my God. Like, cause there was 12, there was 12 people. It was 12 guys that went out and played. Um, and uh, it was just, it was, it was nuts. But so we did the junk man uh, and I got one dot. So, and that was the Sandy. So I made, again, I made par out of the sand on the par three on like the sixth hole. And that was it. And, uh, I think I came out, I made a dollar. I might've made a dollar on the day. Cause it was like, so then at the end, you know, everyone adds up their dots and they're like, Oh, how many dots did you get? How many did you get? And you just like give that person whatever. So I think the most, 
anyone got was three dots. Really? Um, yeah. So they're not. Do you, none of them. Do you know which? Do you know which ones you played? What do which you mean? dots? Um, par out of the sand, hit the yep. green on a par three. Um, oh, green, greeny sandies. Yeah, greeny sandies. That's and then uh, birdies. Birdies. You play Hogan's? Hogan's? No. And then okay. it's the lowest number of putts in the entire round gets a dot. And then the lowest score of the round gets a dot. Oh, so you got, yeah. Okay. So there wasn't the dots can, the dots can get interesting when you start yeah, playing they, all it, of them. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't all of them. Um, it, I think it, what is that? Five. It ends yeah. Up that's being five. five. So um, yeah. Cause you can play. Hogan's, which are fairway green par. Yep. Uh, yeah, we didn't do that. The junk man is when you don't hit a fairway or a green and make par. Yeah. Polies are putts longer than the length of the flagstick. Wasabi is when you hit an approach inside of the flagstick. Um, Sandy's, Greenies. I think you can even play like whoever, like if you're doing out of the four, you whoever's closest to the pin gets. Yeah, we did that. So we were in the last group. There was obviously three foursomes. So whoever hit the closest to the pin on the par threes just stuck a T. Oh, out of the 12 of you, though. Yeah, out of the 12 of us. Yeah, yeah they, they just stuck a T in, in the green of where that putt was. And then so that person got a dot, you know, whoever that was. But like I said, it was, I had one dot, um, the most, the most anyone else got was three dots. So I had to, I ended up giving that guy two bucks, but I think at the end of it, like I said, I made, I made $1. What are you going to do with all of your, your riches? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Buy a new golf club. <laughs> but it throws the sarcasm speak. Cool. <laughs> So that's, uh, that's my experience at, at Brookside golf club, Nick, you missed it. You had to yeah, the, yeah. Bed, the bedtime thing. Yeah, had, to, had to go put the kid down, you know, it's, <laughs> you, you guys will be there one day, you know, it, it's, it, it's eight 30, you know, it's time to put the kid down. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you'll understand when I'm, when I have to go through. So. All right. Well, that's it. I think that's all we got. Um, so until oh wait no not yet not oh, geez i'm cutting this off already oh, we gotta we gotta pay the sponsors yeah it's only this is only the 386th time i've done this um Big 400 so, coming soon. yeah thank you to uh grillyourassoff.com uh use the promo code sarcasm pod over there to save 10 percent off your order every single time you check out um we already talked about my bookie go to them sarcasm pod again doubles your first deposit um you can get us on Twitter at sarcasm underscore speaks. Facebook is sarcasm speaks. Uh, Twitter is sarcasm underscore speaks, right? Did I do that already? Instagram sarcasm speaks pod. That's where it is. Uh, see when you do, when I don't do the thing in like the normal order, I get all fucked up. Um, it's almost like I should have this written down by now. If you're uh, on YouTube, like rate, subscribe, thumbs up, tell everybody you know about the show. If you're an audio only guy, same thing, give us five stars on spotify 
and Apple Podcasts if you're an Apple guy. Um, can't rate us on Amazon. It's just those two for now, I guess. But uh, tell everybody you know about the show. Spread the word. And uh, yeah, so until next time. Good night, everybody.